There he is. Hello. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. You got your tea or coffee? I was uh, I was like almost late because it's like the Keurig was taking forever, and then like now it's telling me I got to put water in it, and it's just it's not gonna happen today, man. So high maintenance that Keurig. I know it's like you think <laughs> it's convenient, but geez, Louise, well, it's like putting yeah. a puzzle together to get a coffee out of it, you know? Troubles. <laughs> Troubles. <laughs> but well, I hope you enjoy your coffee. I'm gonna sit here and just look at it and okay. <laughs> kind of be disappointed anticipate yeah. Yeah, yeah it's coming soon <laughs> coming hey, soon. hey with like you, you. Well, with your airpods good deal right i'm, I'm such sure a big you, boy now it's 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 so good like i think like i mean i can't hear anything around me but i can hear you so clearly it's like we're in the same so room it is someday we will be in the same room again <laughs> i know right wouldn't that be nice <laughs> <laughs> so uh how was your week man good week week was week was good awesome. although i don't know if you guys can see this you see my black eye whoa what happened there my dog headbutted me <laughs> all right all right there's no there's no cool story behind it i got <laughs> headbutted by a poodle not like a, like a brawl at a bar or anything you weren't no. Standing up for your wife in like some sort of like chivalrous battle, kind of some like Highlander Scottish sword battle. No, it wasn't anything like that. No, just a dog smashing you in the face. <laughs> nope. Well, that stinks. So well, I think I. Are, <laughs> so yeah. So there was this cool article that you put together that I was really kind of digging. I read the entire thing. Awesome. And, um, Thank you. Yeah, and so I was thinking maybe you could tell me a little bit about this woman named Jane to start. <laughs> she seems to feature prominently in the uh, in the article. Yeah, she's she's a lead into the whole thing. Right. So I haven't read the article in a while. I did call it up just in case you had specific questions, but mm -hmm. um, basically, I used Jane to help demonstrate the ground reaction forces and the physics behind running and mm -hmm. why it's such a high injury rate type of activity. Um, yep. I'll try to do an example from memory if you want to go through it. You think that would be helpful? Sure, yeah. All right, so we'll say, actually, I'm just going to look to my math, not off. All right, so we're going to say Jane is a 140-pound um, runner. Okay. Right? And we're going to assume that Jane has two times her body weight of force that enters her legs every time her foot hits the ground which is a pretty reasonable and expected amount of force to enter the body. It could be yep. even higher. Sometimes it can be a little less. So if she's got that amount of force coming in, so that's 280 pounds that, of force that enters her leg with every foot strike. Let's just mm -hmm. say she takes 1,200 foot strikes in a mile, and let's just say she's running 25 miles a week. I think that's the, what I used. Yep, 1,200 steps, 25 miles a week. So that's 30,000 steps a week at 280 pounds per step which means she has to dissipate 8,400,000 pounds of force that week. That sounds impossible. It, it's it's not impossible. It's very possible, <laughs> but it's a lot. It's, I mean, obviously it's, it's spread lot. out. It's right. spread out over 30,000 repetitions, but that's the, that's why um, running is such a high injury type of um, 
activity because it's a repetitive activity. It's the same thing every time. And you have such high um, loads that enter the body with every foot strike. Right. So that's, that's the example of Jane. So Jane um, has to dissipate eight, what was it? Eight million, four hundred thousand pounds. Eight million, four hundred thousand. That is like a building. (laughs) There was a, a yeah, there was a, an article I read years ago, back when, uh, remember Ryan Hall, when he was competitively running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was running, he, had, he did a lot of work with his form, and they found that he had too much vertical displacement. So he was, you know, jumping too high with every foot mm-hmm. strike. And they did the, like, they did the math and the physics behind it. And they, if they changed his, if they could decrease his um, vertical displacement a half an inch, they said mm-hmm. he would save enough energy to run up and down the Empire State Building, which means when he when he didn't get rid of that half an inch, he was using as much energy during a marathon that he could have used to run up and down a, the Empire State Building. Wow, goodness. Yeah. And he's been, he's fast, that guy. He's, and he's good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? yeah. My goodness. So, well, now Ryan Hall, I think, is so jacked, he could probably lift 8,400,000 pounds. Yeah, he's a different human being right now. Yeah, isn't that nuts how humans can do that and just be like, you know, yeah. run a 2-0 whatever marathon and then like go into lift weight mode and become a monster lifting weights. Yeah, that, good athletes can make those changes pretty easily. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so the article that you wrote was all about kind of like how – Doing certain things in Jane's like kind of normal life will help her injuries stay kind of at bay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's like topics we've covered probably a thousand times on these little coffee talks, but um, I know a huge one that you had mentioned was sleep. And I think we did a whole podcast on sleep at one point um yeah so maybe just touch on how like the like how much sleep she would get and then why it's such an important thing i know if sure you you had mentioned in your like bucket theory that it puts a big old hole in your in your bucket yeah yeah those of you who haven't seen the bucket just send us a message and i'll send you a quick cartoon video of the bucket but it's just an analogy i use of um ways of decreasing the stress in the body. But I want to backtrack just one second. So Do it. later in my career, I realized that it's not all about correcting someone's foot strike and talking about arm swing and just looking at the biomechanics of running to totally help a runner. You know, I was doing this and I'm sure I was helping some mm-hmm. runners, but if I'm talking to you about your arm swing and your foot strike and you're only sleeping five hours a day, you're malnourished, you're dehydrated, you're stressed, you're underrested, my advice is only going to go so far. So if your overall health foundation mm-hmm. is not optimal, you're not going to be able to take in the advice, the running specific advice. You won't be able to, you know, do your coach's workout or do the workouts to the extent that you can. You're not going to get as much out of it when your foundational health is lacking. So as the years yeah. went on, I realized I got to start talking about these things with people because, mm-hmm. you know, it was like putting the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like foolish for me to talk to someone about cadence if I don't mention to them that, they're not doing themselves a service by sleeping. And sleep's a right. big one. Um, mm-hmm. I, was no, I wasn't a good sleeper for most of my life. My wife helped me um, kind of put a sleep hygiene routine together. 
so if you look at the, like the national sleep studies or the organizations that um, are doing all this research, you know, the adults should be getting the, you know, seven to nine hours of mm-hmm. sleep a night. Teens should be getting upwards of 10 hours of sleep a night. And if you look at our country, our teens are getting five to six hours a night. Um, and adults, we're not doing much better. So mm-hmm. right off the bat, you're starting your day at a deficit. <clears throat> because nothing nothing in your body, any, any system, your cardiovascular system, your muscular system, your brain, your memory, cognitively, nothing gets better without proper sleep, right? Everything yep. will get better with proper sleep. So you right. can be, you know, cognitively, memory-wise, neuromuscularly-wise, coordination-wise, um, hand-eye coordination, all these things improve in tolerance to activity. All these things improve with sleep because we're allowing these chemical processes to happen at night. When we shut down mm-hmm. and go into that coma-like state at night so we can recoup from everything we did for that day and get ready for the next day. Yeah. Right? And back in back in the way, 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 way back days of no electricity, we would be shutting it down around sunset and we'd be waking up around sunrise. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, light bulbs have changed that and people working around the clock and um, computers, all these things are changing the way our circadian rhythms, which isn't great for our overall health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've like been on this path to really try to get people better. I call it sleep hygiene or sleep preparation to get them set up to get a better night's sleep and stress mm-hmm. the importance of how, how important it is. And then your article mentions a couple of studies, how they've, and don't quote me because I can't remember the exact numbers, but you know they looked at athletes that slept less than eight hours and their injury risk went up like 27% or something like that. Wow, so there geez, is a correlation yeah. between performance, um, injury risk, illness, and just overall body function. Yeah, geez. I mean, it's such an important thing that I think people, for, they just forget about it. I think when probably when people come to see you, what they do is they ask you, you know, what exercises can I do to help with my whatever injury that's popping up? And I think it, like you're saying, that uh, that can only take you so far. If you're, you know, only sleeping five hours a night, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're increasing that, that number up to what, seven to nine. Um, and I think if, if, folks want to learn a little bit more about the whole sleep thing you do have that whole uh, we have that whole other podcast and you i'm sure you have some more info if they want to reach out to you but i want to get cover a couple of more things in the foundational health um kind of topic the something i want to talk about because i'm uh curious myself is a little bit more about this like nutrition thing that i really have a hard time with um so I was, you're right. I was reading that um, you you had mentioned you want to focus on foods that rot. Yeah, rotten yeah. food. Rotten. Not, you don't want to eat rotten food. No, but you want to eat the food that will eventually be rotten if you don't eat it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so avoid, you know, Big Macs. Yeah. You know. Um, I use an example in some of the talks that I've done, and I have a picture of a, a Twinkie that's 44 years old. Some science teacher up in Maine put a Twinkie in a glass box 44 years ago, and it still looks like a Twinkie. 
you know, it's a little <laughs> it's more ter- airy. It's, it's a little terrifying. That's terrifying. So n- anything natural, any whole food, does not last forty something years. It doesn't last weeks. Doesn't last months. Maybe weeks, depending on the food. But think about a banana. You have a banana on the counter. You're lucky to get five to seven days out of it before it rots, right? Um, fruit in the fridge, meat, like lean meats that you would get, everything, all those things that are whole foods are eventually going to rot. So I try to, I'm not a nutritionist. I want to come off saying that. So my nutritional advice, we, I call it Mike's, new, Mike's Nutrition 101. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Eat food, yeah. foods that rot, eat a rainbow of vegetables, and drink a lot, drink eight cups of water. Like I keep it that simple for me, but some people have more, um, a desire to learn more or to give more of a detailed plan, or they might have um, food intolerances or allergies. And then I would refer out to a nutritionist. Um, Mm -hmm. but it all comes down. Yeah. If you're eating foods that rot and you're avoiding things in plastic that have an expiration date three years after you buy it, then Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing a pretty good job because the higher, the longer the expiration date, the more processed that food is, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the more inflammation that can create in the body. So highly processed foods have been shown to increase inflammation in the body. And inflammation yeah. doesn't do anything good, especially for a runner. No, no. Um, could you talk a little bit more about that hydration thing? I know you said, what did you say, eight eight cups of water or eight, eight ounces yeah, dep- of water? Yeah, depending on who yeah. you talk to, it's like eight cups of water, which is can't do the math, but a certain 60, amount of ounces. 64 ounces, I think. 64 ounces, yeah. And, you know, the, the great Tom Brady TB12 says 100 ounces. You yeah, just want to drink like, a lot of water. I was, was going to mention that. Like, I remember he said something about a 100 ounces. And I was like, that's like a whole fish tank of water. <laughs> that's, that's a crazy. lot of water. And, that's, yeah. and you can overhydrate, so you got to be careful. And you got you don't just go from one cup of water a day to 100 ounces a day because that's a huge change in the, in the – fluidity in your body and the um, that could just be a little too much. Uh, people who eat more fruits and vegetables don't really need quite as much because there's a lot of water built into the fruits and vegetables that we're eating. So people have a high fruit and vegetable intake can cut that back a little bit. But typically, we, none of us drink enough, especially if we're busy um, working and we don't have water bottles with us. So I try to get people first thing in the morning, have a cup of water before you do anything. So now you get yep. one out of the way. Okay. Um, yeah. If you have time, you know, get ready, breakfast, whatever, before you leave another one or have a cup um, on your way to work. Most people have coffee, but try to get um, yeah. another water in. Try to get, you know, a cup of water at every meal, a cup of, uh, uh, one of the, a cup or a bottle of water in between. So if you, you get your three meals, you got first thing in the morning and then the two in between, you're already at six cups, which is you're almost there. Right. So by doing that, that's yeah, better yeah. than most people are getting into hydration. But I think we mentioned this right. last time. We're like 70 or 80 percent water. Like we need a lot of water and you yeah. should be peeing a lot. And mm-hmm. check the color of your pee next time you go to the bathroom. If it looks like orange juice or apple juice, you're you're already dehydrated. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. If Not it's pretty good. clear, it doesn't have to be clear like water. But if it's more on the clear side and you're peeing often throughout the day, then you're doing a pretty good job staying hydrated. All right, cool. Good to know. Yeah. So clear Again, that's, urine. That's, that's a simple the goal. Mike Silva's hydration 101. <laughs> keep your pee not looking like apple juice. Yeah, keep your pee clear. <laughs> I like it. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then I know you get into a little bit about like, uh, um, oh, actually, one more thing on nutrition. Should I take like yeah. a vitamin D supplement? It seemed like that was a big thing. Yeah, vitamin D is very beneficial. And 
you know, in the summers or when we're outdoors or like this week when there's so much sun, our body will make that and the sun will help. Um, mm -hmm. But nothing ever bad comes of taking extra vitamin D. Okay. And cool. especially now too, I, I, I put out a post at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe in the middle of the pandemic where they, you know, vitamin D helps build your immune system. And they found that people have that higher doses of vitamin D regularly were warding off symptoms of COVID and other things and huh. just helps recovery from activity. It's, it's, it's good. So vitamin D is one of those things that you want to uh, keep at high levels in your system. Gotcha. All right, cool. I will do that. Um, and then I think you move, let's see, I'm trying to think of the organization of the um, article in my brain here. Yeah, you gotta give, but, you uh, memorize it pretty good. I'm trying. So I think uh, you move into like, um, you know, the usual, the foam rolling, just the uh, strengthening. Well, you the, missed, you missed the, the stress. Oh, the stress. stress. Yes. I wanted to talk about that too. So stress, yeah. how, so we know that like stress is bad for you. But like, why would it be particularly bad for say a runner? And what are like the effects of it on your physical health? Cause I always think of it as like a mental thing and it's not affecting me physically, but that just ain't true, man. That, that just ain't true. That's such a 1980s mindset you got there, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> no, so we're, we're connected, like we are, Mentally, emotionally, physically, we're all connected. So when you have things like high levels of stress and anxiety, um, it's going to affect you mentally, emotionally, and physically. You're already at a state where you're more frail and not as resilient just by being in that stress state. And now you're going to throw a, a, a long run or a workout on top of that, which isn't good. So it just lessens your ability to withstand and recover from these physical activities. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a huge link between what we just talked about, sleep, People who don't sleep enough have higher levels of stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. People who spend too much time on social media, like you and I are doing right now, <laughs> but people who spend, especially our teens, I mean, there's a direct link with increased social media use, increased depression and anxiety, lack of sleep, poor physical performance, poor mental performance, emotional problems. It's just, it's a vicious cycle. All, all those um, are intertwined. Um, so if you can do something to manage your stress levels, keep your stress levels down, then you will function better, you'll be more resilient, and then the emotional and mental benefits come along with that as well. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. So in some of like doing the things like sleeping and eating properly and like drinking enough water can help yeah. with yeah. the stress. It's all like tied together, man. Yeah, there, there was a study, um, and I didn't, I didn't mention in this article, but in the, the coaches course that I have on my RunStrong website, um, I quoted an article that looked at um, high school and young college kids, I believe like late teens. And they found that when they increase their servings of fruits and vegetables a day, not doing anything else, their depression scores um, dropped, meaning or they improved. So when they did like the, whatever scale they used, um, they improved just by increasing more fruits and vegetables. Well, and we know for that? a fact, too, you increase your sleep, depression, anxiety can go down. Like I mentioned before, nothing gets worse with more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets better. Everything gets better. I would. I totally agree with that. I got to work yeah. on the sleep thing. Um, yeah, we, we all do. Yeah, yeah. I, I was good at. It. I was great, and then you know, then COVID hit, and life stuff happens, and you know, you, the stress mm -hmm. levels go up, my rest goes down. So, the sleep hygiene 
Um, and if any of the people listening want, if they don't have access, actually, if they just go on to um, the Run Strong Instagram and Facebook, they can get a link to that article and find out more. Um, mm-hmm. well, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, so talk about sleep hygiene, things you can do leading up to your sleep to get better rest. And that's going to yeah. tie into getting having less stress. Yeah, yeah. I know that I've started to uh, put the old cell phone away, nice. you know, just to try yeah. to get it. Like it used to be right next to my bed and now it's, I get to put it in another room, you know? Yeah. Do you know, one more, I like to quote things that I, I research. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on the number of this. And I don't know where I get this. I have to go find the article again. But the, a high percentage of Americans go 24 hours a day with their phone within arm's reach. Wow. So that, you, doesn't yeah. Think, yeah, if you think about it, oh, what's, what's the big deal? That means their phone is always on them or they don't have to get up to check their email. They don't have to get up to answer the phone. They don't have to get up to do anything. You know, everything they have to do is within an arm's reach away. So wow. this is like another appendage for, for humans. It's so true. It's becoming like uh, just an extension of our bodies. It is, and it's not Which good. Is you just scary. Go, I know. Just go look at like, go shopping and watch how many people are trying to pick up groceries or carry things, and they've got the phone in their hand because they don't even put it down. Yeah. You know, I see people drop things all the time because they're not using two hands. People are functioning as a one-armed creature nowadays because the other one has this new appendage stuck to the to your hand, and you can't use it. Hot so bananas. It's it it's is. crazy to think of it at like that kind of macro level, like. Right. What are we doing to ourselves? I know because when you're in it, like day to day, like we're using it now for something good, but you know we're we're always doing it. Like when we're done, we're going to check our emails real quick. You're going to post a video. I'm going to get the video from you. I'm going to post it. So we spend a lot of time on it. We don't think about it. But if you look at your screen time at the end of the day, I have this talk with my kids all the time. It's kind of scary how much time we spend in front of these screens. And then That's there's, true. you know, I talk about it in the sleep section, like. The blue light that comes off of these screens, never mind what you're looking at, can be extremely stressful, you know, especially with teens and social media and all those things. Right. I remember I was listening to an interview um, with, I forget the, oh, it's like, uh, it was an Apple Music thing. It was like Zane Lowe when he was talking with the guy who, uh, I think it's like Jack Johnson or something. And mm-hmm. he was talking about how both of them were kind of commiserating about how their kids were on their phones all the time. And... They were saying how it's, it, it was interesting that now family time is the break from the phone as opposed to the other way. So like it right. used to be like, you know, you take a break from hanging out and go on your computer or whatever. Now it's yeah. like reversed, which is kind of scary right. to think about. It is um, scary. So that's why we put the phone in the other room now when we, before we go to bed. Uh, we're we're trying. We got to work on the foundational health so we can be good, you know, athletes, but good, also healthy. Good humans. Good it's humans. Be, yeah. We're we're. So what? I want everyone that's listening to this to go watch the movie Wally. Oh remember god, that that's movie? a it's frightening a movie, dude. I remember that movie. That was yes, like in that movie. Oh that, there's god, a message. The future. Yeah. That's exactly like it wasn't a big part of the movie, but it shows humans at the current day when the movie was, wherever whatever year it took place. And then it's, it forecasted what humans were going to look like. 
and you see these skeletal, like these x-ray pictures of, you know, humans with lean body mass and nice strong bones. And then in the future, it's this gelatinous, really soft looking human with very small bones. And they go around with screens in their face, sipping mm -hmm. on high caloric beverages instead of eating. They don't even have enough energy to chew. And they have these like hovercraft chairs and they never get out of them. Yeah. Like in that, in that that's the, what the, the creator's prediction of the human race is going to be. Bleak. It is bleak. It's also uh, kind of seems like it's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so then, so I we do. I got to wrap this sucker up. But um, yeah. I know you get into like the strength and the foam rolling and the stretching, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but maybe we, because we talk about that all the time. Let's just skip ahead to your kind of conclusion at the end of this article. Um, mm -hmm. And it basically is like, look at these key aspects of your actual life. And if you can improve those, then your performance as an athlete will go up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And your resiliency will improve and sickness and injury will decrease. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Really quickly too. I know we've got to go. I got a patient and you got to go. In that conclusion, I also mentioned that you know, the number one cause of running injury is previous injury. Oh, yeah, so that's just, right. If you think about it, yep. right? So yep. we as healthcare professionals, we as the people who treat runners need to do a better job to make sure that our patients are fully recovered before we send them back running and competing. A lot of mm -hmm. times, as soon as the pain is gone, people just go back, but they're not fully recovered. They're not functioning at 100% which right. is my theory, which is why they're getting re-injured. It's either the patients not having the patient, not having the patients to stick <laughs> through their plan of care, or it's as a healthcare providers, not having the patients or not having the wherewithal to make sure we're looking at everything and we're sending them out at a hundred percent. Cause that's a scary stat. That's a scariest stat. It too. Is, yeah. Number one reason you got hurt is because you were previously hurt in that area. Something's not, something right up. there. Yeah. Yeah. Something right. Cool. Tell me right. right, man. All right, Tell well, me right. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab that coffee that's in the other room. Don't forget the um, water but, too. Uh, oh yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you, my friend. And uh, thank you. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, folks. And um, yeah, we'll chat again. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Peace.